Pitt is in contention to potentially land some impactful transfers through the transfer portal. Jeff Capel and staff working hard. Michi Johnson, Akaka Kok, all coming on visits to very key visits as well. In the past weekend, Fede Federico and Blake Henson coming for visits. Could Pitt land all these four? And what if they do? How will that change the outlook of their season? And how will it change the outlook of the guys they had? I'm Nick Farrell. This is the Locked On Pit Podcast. Folks, as always, thank you for listening. And that's coming up today on Locked On Pit. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I am your host, Nick Fairbairn for Pittsburgh Source Now, Cold Cases, WPTS Radio, and I work at ACC Network. And today, have plenty to talk about in the way of the transfer portal. Jeff Capel and Pitt men's basketball, the staff working hard to try and get this fixed, to try and get things right through the portal and trying to come up with a successful 2023 season for the program as always though folks thank you for making locked on pit your first listen every day if you are watching this make sure to like comment subscribe if you are listening to this make sure clear you do leave a review do all of that great stuff and as i said lots of impactful players coming into pittsburgh to visit the panthers including a cock i think being the biggest one of those four that i mentioned but still plenty of guys that are interesting. And here's the thing about Akaka Kok is that he brings to the table a really good resume in terms of what he did as a freshman, right? Some good stuff as a freshman. And here's what you look at overall. Five point, almost six points as a freshman, five and a half rebounds per game, 2.6 blocks, then tears his Achilles, plays in limited minutes as a sophomore, so you don't get a ton of what he brought to the table. Has dealt with some injuries this year, though. Wasn't fully healthy. Still was injured a little bit. And so you have a guy that is a little bit injured, and then you also have a guy that coming in is going to be six foot nine, but can shoot the three a little bit. And so that is also particularly interesting to me. A guy that shot forty six percent from beyond the arc last year again. Limited time, didn't play a ton last year, was not fully healthy. But when he was on the floor last year and years past, this has been a guy that has been a difference maker on the floor. And so this is the type of player you look at. And again, I think he headlines this group because I think when you look at it, you want to talk about trying to replace Mogi. And we said as much as possible that Mogi just really isn't replaceable because of what he brought. You're just not going to find players with all of his skills in one player well if there's going to be one player that might have that ability to do that maybe it is a cock a cock because he has that stretch three ability i mean again shooting 40 plus percent from three it's on a shorter sample but still impressive stuff you have a guy down low that can do some really nice things he's a great shot blocker and so you have some of that kind of geish potential and he's a guy that's going to get as close as you can to that. 
And so this one's going to be tough. And, and trust me when I say this, it's this not going to be an easy battle to win for Pitt because one, Akakakak is really going to be sought after, even with the injuries. Yes, he's a bit of more of a wild card now that you look at him. But more importantly, not only is he a bit more of a wild card, he's also got this true potential that he's already shown at this level. So Georgetown is already in it, for example. And not that Georgetown has even been very good recently. They haven't. They had a terrible year last year. But it might be easier to sell a guy like that coming from where he has come from to a similar type program from UConn to the same similar identity at Georgetown. And I would bet Pitt and Georgetown are not the only two teams fighting in this fight. Don't be, don't be shocked if he takes more visits is what I would say aside from those two. I think that would be, in fact, likely because he is just going to be such a talented player. I mean, you are injured and you still average over a block per game. The guy is really quite the talent. And and so the thing about a coming potentially to Pitt is that you want to talk about a deadly duo down low. I mean, geez, a Cock and John Hughley would be one of the best front courts in the ACC, I believe, as long as Cock stays healthy and everything works out there. The guy is a guy is a similar type of player who's a rim protector, runs the floor well, a guy that can really shoot that three, that stretch type of three, has that defensive gravity you look at. And this is the type of guy that when we're talking about where he could land. He could land right here in Pitt and really become that type of Gish type player. That's the type of player Pitt has been looking for. They don't come very often, those hybrid post players that I've talked about. He could be that guy. And again, it's going to be, is he going to be healthy? Is he ever going to get back to that form that he has flashed before? But when he has flashed that, boy, how can you not be excited about a potential addition of a cock a cock to the Pitt Panthers. And, and so that is the one thing is that I think his upside is right there. I think it's right there for you. And yeah, he's not a sure thing, but Pitt at this stage, at this stage right now, when you look at a cock, this is the type of player that has potential to be a very exciting addition because here's the thing. So you have that major injury, which is the torn ACL. I believe I said Achilles or it was an ACL. Um, so you tear your, so the torn ACL. Here's the thing. The guy has always had a few big things. And it's one, it's got, he's got great shooting ability. And by that, I mean, the stroke is clean. Everything about him is effortless in terms of how he shoots the ball. Two, he's got timing and feel on the space of the defensive floor. That's something that translates to any level you have. And so he's going to make opponents afraid to go down low. He's going to make opponents afraid offensively as well. Because if here's the thing. If he can attack the rim, which he can, but he can also shoot that three, you're going to be put in a tough spot where you're going to have to defend him out. And so that's going to open up things down low for guys like John Hughley. It's going to open up the mid-range game for a guy like Jamarius Burton. It's going to open up the drive, the dribble drive game for someone like Nike Sabandi. Like all these guys, it's certainly going to open up that cutting type of 
you know, that, that real type of up-tempo play because a cup can run the floor really well. And so when you look at Nelly Collins playing in that up-tempo type thing, if he's the point guard, really opens up his skill set too. So this is the type of player I think that Pitt would look to add. Now, again, he wouldn't be a sure thing because of those injuries and because does he have the same athleticism? Does he have everything here? That's the question. That is the big question. But the guy is exciting to watch, and his upside is incredible. And that's the most important thing here, is that Pitt could really add someone that is a rare skill set, and not only has that rare skill set, but has the real ability to complement the players, especially John Hughley. But John Hughley playing where he does down the five and having a guy like a cock, a cock that could really alter games with his ability. I think that would be huge in the defensive magnetism as well that he would bring very similar to what Guy could do at times last year. Now you need more than just him, but let's be real here. This would be quite the start, right? This would be a good start to Pitt getting him. And, and so I don't know, you know, I, I think Pitt has a chance here. Not sure they have a great chance. He again, he just feels like a guy that's a little bit out of the league, but they're getting him on campus. And this was important. At the very least, they get him on campus. And so here's the thing about this. I think that he's gonna look for a place where he can see it turning around well, where he can see himself getting a lot of playing time because again, he has some NBA type skills he might want to show off. And so I think it's very exciting that he's coming. I'm not certain that it's 100% certain he is coming. And, and I think it, they're going to have to really sell him on coming here, selling him on a vision, selling him on something that really crafts itself to him and what he wants to do. And that's going to be the big thing. They're going to have to sell him on a very good plan. you know. So, I, I, again, it's going to be a tough one. This one's going to be a battle, I think. But it would be very, very, very important to land him, and I think very impactful as well. But again, Michi Johnson, Blake Hinson, and Fede Federico are here as well, with Michi Johnson taking a visit later this week. Federico and Hinson earlier this weekend took the visit. So we'll talk about those guys and what they could bring and pitch chances to get them. However, first, folks, I want to let you know about Built Bar because summer is coming around the corner. We are getting right into the heat of spring obviously pittsburgh though it is snowing today so not great in that part but still if you look at what is coming around the corner you're going to be wanting to get it right and how about this you can have a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar it's called built bar it's covered in 100 real chocolate but it has all the health benefits of a protein bar it's low in calories low in sugar low in net carbs high in protein 17 grams at that, but it tastes just like a candy bar with a ton of great flavors, including the Built Bar Puffs, Mint Brownie, Coconut, Coconut Almond, and more, including cookies and cream. Folks, all you have to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. the Locked On Pit Podcast as we're continuing to talk through some of this very exciting times in the transfer portal for Jeff Capel 
It feels like we had nothing in terms of Pitt on the portal other than, okay, they're reaching out, they're sending texts. We had almost no movement on the actual visits, and now all of a sudden it feels like the visits are coming up every other day, maybe even twice sometimes on the same day. And one of those guys that was reported by Pittsburgh Sports Now to be visiting Pitt this week is going to be Michi Johnson, Ohio State transfer. A very interesting type of player because I find Michi Johnson to kind of be a, a fun player in, in some respects. And, and here's what I mean by that. Michi Johnson is a very athletic player, and that's what makes him very intriguing to me. Because having such a guy that is so athletic, you're going to get some guys that are going to pull guys in. And here's the thing. When I look at a guy like Johnson, I, I think the guy is not a great shooter. And he hasn't proven to be a great shooter. And I think this is very important. Because here's the thing about Johnson. Because he isn't a great shooter, he has to make up for it in different ways. You know, Jamaris Burton, again, isn't a sniper, doesn't have this elite athleticism, but he makes it up for in physicality. Johnson makes up for it in athleticism. He's such an athlete, and he's so explosive when he comes down the lane. has really good vision. The guy's a pretty solid passer when he has to make those passes. And so I really find him to be kind of interesting. And... The thing about Michi Johnson is the guy is not going to be someone who will snipe a lot. But what he is, is this is a guy that can have a really nice mid-range game for you, a guy that can bring some magnetism to you, and a guy that can knock down those open shots when you ask him to. Again, not going to be an elite sniper that creates off the ball in terms of the three-point shot. But a guy that can create that in the mid-range game, can create that as a slasher, a guy that understands the pick-and-roll game and how to understand that spacing. And that's important. I think that's really important uh, to look at. A little bit high usage at Ohio State and hadn't popped there quite yet in terms of that. But a guy that's got potential oozing from him because of how he plays the game with that athleticism and with that overall ability to make things happen. And so... I do find it pretty interesting that he could come to Pitt. Now, he has other visits set up, multiple other visits, and this will be another guy that is a very much a fight for Pitt to try and land. He is not going to be easy, but there is the connection to John Hughley. He knows who Chet Mason is. They play in the Cleveland area. This is especially very interesting because of the Hughley connection so don't be surprised here if John Jugley can work some magic. Those connections in that Cleveland area have been fruitful for Pitt thus far. They've been very rich. And so I think that is something that makes him very intriguing. And he can fit in here as that athlete in that backcourt. Not going to be a one, maybe a two or a three, maybe more of a three type of wing who can defend with some good length plus length to add. So I, I think there's things to be very intrigued about when you look at Michi Johnson. Um, and I think Pitt, you know, I, I know they're going to be going up against, you know, LSU. They're going to be going up against some of these other teams. Uh, and it won't be easy, but I think they have a chance here because of the Hughley connection. So that's something to really look at 
as well. Now, when you look at someone like Blake Hinson, I think this is very intriguing because Hinson's the biggest wild card we've talked about thus far. And so Hinson, the Ole Miss transfer who went, went to uh, Iowa State and really never played at Iowa State, but was really good at Ole Miss. Uh, it's averaged 10.1 points and 4.6 rebounds two years ago. The issue is he hasn't played since 2019, 2020. And so he hasn't played in a while. Six foot seven, though, and a legitimate inside threat but a guy that also just does a lot of the things really well and so when you look at him a guy that can shoot the three a little bit but a really deadly mid-range shooter solid steady free throw shooter guy that attacks the boards and he's a guy that can give you some really good minutes 25 30 minutes a game and when he's really on he can go the full distance now he missed 2020 with a medical issue a non-covid medical issue and he didn't play last year because of the transfer portal. We entered it before the season. So Hinson's very interesting in this regard is that we have actual production in the SEC of him as a 10-plus point scorer. And so, again, he's going to be a guy that has some competition. I think Texas A&M has reached out to him. Uh, LSU has reached out to him as well. But he is very interesting because of the proven production, because of the mid-range game, and because of a guy – that is willing to shoot the ball when he is open and can knock down those shots from deep. And so he is really fun in that regard. And so I look at Blake Henson overall, and I think the guy could really be a quality add to the team as a result of that. He's athletic. He can run the floor real well. He's a guy that can work the three or the four, probably more of a two through three, I think, actually, in that regard. But Henson's fun because of what he brings to the table. And again, a guy that really can shoot the rock when he's feeling it. And a guy that I think has a lot of upside, but there are question marks. What, you know, hasn't played in two years. What's he done during then? What's the non-issue illness? Is that actually fixed? Is that going to pop back up? It's going to be the question mark. And then you have the Juco transfer, Fede Federico, which is really fun to look at. You know, a 6'11 guy that, isn't it's fun i think he's a guy you know that has averaged a lot of blocks probably a pure five uh, in that regard might want to play four but with hugley there he's going to probably play the five uh, a guy that is able to to use his athleticism and bully guys down low not a guy that's going to space the floor out a ton um but a guy that can be that true five and one of those bigger fives and that's kind of interesting to me is that going for that bigger five you have more options, I feel like, in the lineup uh, in terms of what you can do. And so I find him to be fun in a way that we don't really know. He's got these basketball-oriented skills. And he's not a he, he's a good athlete, not a great athlete, but he's a good athlete. So it's not just athleticism projecting. It's more so about, okay, we have these basketball skills that we see in him, toughness, basketball IQ, smart plays. And we see that he can back down in the post. It has a multitude of post moves that he puts to memory, and, and that allows him to do things. And we see those things, we think that those can very much go and line up with what we have here. Because more importantly, I think more or over is when you look at Federico is that this is going to be a guy that I think has those translatable basketball skills. 
to the next level. And so we'll see it. I, I think for Henson and Federico, I think Pitt's in a really good place with those two guys. I feel the most confident about those two. I think Michi Johnson they have a chance with, for sure. Akakakak, less so. Uh, not that they don't have a chance. Of course, they have him on campus for an official, which is always good. If you get anyone to spend an official visit with you, they're interested in some capacity, though I would say John, I would rank it as most likely to least likely. I would say Federico, Hinson, Johnson, then a cock, a cock in that order. However, for folks, I do want to talk a little bit about pit baseball because they are hitting a hot streak. Got the series win over Virginia this weekend. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We're talking about the transfer portal, shifting it over now to pit baseball a little bit. I do want to talk about pit baseball because, folks, this has been a really fun season for pit. And more importantly, this is more. And I'll say this: I think that pit baseball has not just only been fun. I just think it's so impressive with what they've done. Thus far, starting out one and five in conference, ten and ten at one point. Now up to twenty-one and thirteen. Winners of eleven of their last fourteen games. This team has been scorching hot, and so when you look at what this team has done, it's been impressive. The pitching has tightened it down, especially the starting pitching. You know, Billy Corcoran, Matt Gilbertson, Logan Evans, those three have been dynamite for Pitt, and I think have been really impressive for them over this stretch where they have won four straight series, including three against ranked opponents, defeating Clemson, Louisville, and now Virginia, stealing both series from them. They swept the Tigers, and they took two of three from Louisville and Virginia. And they have guys that mash. And, I mean, this team lives and dies by the long ball. And so you have guys like Ron Washington, your Kyle Hess, Tatum Levins. Uh, Tommy DeVar is now coming in after Brock Franks got injured. And you have all these guys. I didn't even name you know Jack Anderson, Bryce Hewlett, uh, all these guys. You know that just smash balls. I mean, destroy them. You know, CJ Funk was feeling it before he got hurt, and and so they have so many good hitters, and it's just been so impressive to watch that because the offense has been so good that sometimes they can just bail out the pitching and it doesn't matter, and so it's given the pitching some laxity, but the pitching has to be better now because of the unreal injuries that they are facing. Hand injury for Kyle Hess, knee injury for Brock Cranks, knee injury for CJ Funk, and then you have the shoulder injury today for Sky Duff as he was sliding home on that weird triple play. I mean, there are so many injuries. The whole outfield is hurt. Ron Washington Jr. is dealing with a bad hamstring as well. So that is five key injuries in that lineup. Now, Tavares has done well at shortstop, filling in. And we don't know a ton about Popa, Overbeak, Bardo, Giamarusti. I mean, they have done 
good stuff in the field. That's been the most impressive part of that. I think that they have really not had anything drop off in the outfield in terms of fielding, which I think has been really good to see. Uh, so the pitchers are still getting their support in the field. Now, they've obviously had a drop off in the hitting, less power there, but the guys had two key RBIs today in terms of that. So I really do like what we've seen from this team, even after the injuries, but there are some factors that will mitigate something. And again, those injuries are going to catch up to them eventually. It's just, it's tough to be able to win so consistently without five of your starting nine. I mean, it just is, it's going to be something that's tough. You can't lose over half your lineup. I think, and be okay in the long haul in this you know, type of program like this, where you're not necessarily a blue blood. And maybe Pitt is, and all these guys are studs, but that's a tough thing to ask them for. And so you hope they get healthy. It looks like Kyle Hess is getting ready to come back. We'll see about Washington and a hamstring. Haven't seen Funk, Franks, and Duff had a sling on on his left shoulder, so we'll see about that injury as well. But this has been – this is a tough stretch for them. And not only that, the bullpen hasn't been great. And so it's really been bar- – it's been a one-man show. It's been Baron Stewart and almost no one else. And whenever someone else comes in, you're kind of holding your breath because the bullpen hasn't been really good. So any off day that a starter has almost feels like the game's lost because your starters have to play so well. And so if they aren't on, things go really awry quickly. But Pitt has done a really nice job of writing that ship. The stars have stepped up big time. They played really good team baseball, you know, mitigating errors, playing really smart base running for the most part. Today was a little bit of the exception. They had some weird base running blunders today, um, but mostly have been really smart there, have been playing some really good small ball uh, and just have been playing at a really high level. And even though, you know, they lost all those guys, the hitting has still been there from the top guys. I mean, Jeff Whaler's on a hot streak right now. Hewlett's been cooling off a little bit more, but he's still getting on base. Those guys at the bottom of the line that I mentioned before that have little to no experience are forcing productive walks, even got two sack flies today in the victory. Uh, So you look at those guys and that's nice to see. Uh, And so you look at overall what you have, and you lose some of that hitting power because you just don't have the same oomph and the same power up and down the lineup that you would have had. And so you hope you get healthy so you have that. Um, but more importantly, I, I think in the long term, you need to find some things to happen in this bullpen. And, and I think, you know, you will get healthy eventually. Uh, all these guys are probably going to come back eventually. We'll see about Sky Duff. Looks like he dislocated his shoulder, and those can go either way, uh, depending on how bad that is and and the microscope of the damage and all of that stuff. Um, but when you look at what the team actually does, I think they're going to get healthy down the stretch. They have opportunities to prove themselves. They face West Virginia two more times. They have Miami on the schedule. They have Georgia Tech on the schedule. So they have opportunities to really come out here and prove themselves as really good players and a really good team to make things happen. So they have this kind of opportunity here coming up to build this tournament resume. And they're really building it. Four straight series wins, three ranked opponents there. If you can get one of two, even two of three, if you get two of three at Miami, you are putting yourself right there. At that point, you are making your presence known. Okay, we are here to make things happen. We are here to showcase who we are. And that's the big thing there as well. So Pitt, really, they just need to get healthy. And more importantly, that bullpen needs to figure out 
other guys aside from Baron Stewart. Get Hayden Summers bounce back. He had a really good start to the year. There's some guys with some good stuff in there, like Jonathan Batista has really dynamite stuff, but he's a freshman, has some control issues. McKennett sometimes is really good, but again, has some of those issues. Uh, Lester is up and down every every now and then. Quinn Konashevsky, I think, has really arised nicely as that lefty out of the pen. I think he's done some nice things, but there's just not been a consistent answer. Ryan Miller, you know, there were thoughts that he could be that guy. Hasn't had a good year thus far. That bullpen has to get it figured out for this team to make a sustained run deep anywhere. Now, they could make the tournament if they can get healthy with the bats, but deep run, you want that bullpen to figure it out. Maybe the, those answers are on this team this year, and if it if it isn't, it isn't, but you hope that you can find those answers because Baron Stewart alone is obviously not going to do it. All right, folks, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. Tomorrow, we'll be back here talking as always. Folks, as always, thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pit.